So, so next week, yeah, next week, next Saturday. It's going to be a bit early, but we've got the we got the Halloween uh, thing at my place. Yeah, of course you're invited. Everybody else is going to be uh, dressing up, wearing masks and stuff. You can just come as you are. <laughs> yeah, all right, no, yeah, okay. Hey, welcome to season four, episode twenty-two on a beautiful October the eleventh of Niagara Four One One Live with Lee Sterry. We are fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We are also supported by Verge Insurance Limited, as well as Ace Alignment, as well as uh, as Hartzell Marine. And uh, we're just we're just gonna have a great day powered by WeStream. We'll be talking to Kevin Jack of WeStream. He's behind the camera right now. And we are launched as always in the lovely Fiddler's Poorhouse it's really turned into a beautiful day here. Come on down, have some lunch, hang out, say hi on the show or whatever you want to do. But anyway, um, come on in as we uh, kick off a brand new season. Fall has arrived. And with that, there is an organization that we've had on the show a few times, GAMRU, the Marine Rescue Unit that serves the South Shore. Uh, they got a recruitment uh, fall uh, program underway and we're going to be chatting with the director of membership of GAMRU a little bit later on in the show. Also there is a massive, and I'm talking massive, huge, humongous sporting event and competition coming to the Niagara region between the 17th of this month and the 22nd and uh, if any of you are interested in curling and this is the season for it, for sure. This is a massive event, uh, international, huge event coming up. We're going to be chatting about that with uh, one of the organizing committee members uh, as the program goes on. And a bunch of other things happening uh, around Niagara. Here with Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Hope you can stick around. Hey, getting ourselves uh, all wired and synced up here for yet another week. And uh, we went through some uh, big weather changes over the last little while. We actually went from hot and sticky summer type weather, even though fall had officially arrived. Uh, end of September, beginning of October, man, have we ever had some fabulous weather. Even people in cottage country are saying, Hey, all the cottage country stuff is, is closed down and it's hot. <laughs> but uh, the cooler weather did come upon us, but we have a really nice, uh, what I would call a perfect fall day here on this uh, October the 11th. And welcome into the show. Kevin Jack, ladies and gentlemen, on the right-hand side of your screen, co-founder with Brandon Scram of WeStream Canada's premier streaming service executive producer of Ye Old Programmy, and uh, happy to be back with you, Kevin. You've had a busy couple of weeks, I guess, Yeah, eh? very much so. I think everybody did with Thanksgiving, and we all went through that little uh, roller coaster of, uh, of weather patterns. Went from uh, air conditioning to heat, <laughs> as is a Canadian <laughs> yeah. fall, right? Absolutely. Do, do I turn the furnace on? Do I not turn the furnace? I was okay with it. I can, I can put on a sweater. I'm good. My wife, no, 
get the furnace on, I'm cold. So there we go. Uh, Kevin, we are going to kick this off with uh, what seems to have become a theme here on the program, uh, and that is sloths. I don't think we have done more sloth stories in the past four years or so than we have done in the last couple of weeks. So this popped up on Niagara 411. Hey, Nick, by the way, always a pleasure to uh, be associated with uh, you, the followers and contributors to Niagara 411, and Nick, and uh, hi to Nick's mom. Uh, if this, if your little one is missing uh, his or her stuffy, it's now with the folks at the ticket booth at zoos or Safari Niagara, if you want to call it that, uh, which we visited this past week uh, as well. But that stuffy was found. But we also found out, did we not, Kevin, that it had been returned to its owner. So that was great. We found the owner of the stuffy. Last week it was we found the stuffy for the owner. This week we found the owner for the stuffy. Uh, got him back. My little dude is going to be so excited. But first, Mr. Sloth needs a well-deserved bath. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Sloths come in all uh, shapes and sizes, and uh, boy, they're 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 big. They're big as. I don't know why the NRP doesn't get involved with some of this stuff. I don't know. Missing sloth. We we never get we never get any of those uh, releases from uh, the NRPS about the uh, about the sloths. If I know who this is, I just sent them a post. Like so many people commenting on the missing sloth. Yeah. I guess in this case it was a found sloth. Yeah. And it was their uh, Boo at the Zoo, which I guess continues through the month of October. Right. It's always a fun time for the littles down well, at um, Safari Niagara or zoos. My, uh, my son and his family, including uh, our three-year-old granddaughter, were visiting from British Columbia. And last Wednesday, we went out. And I know there were, there were a lot of the services, et cetera, at Safari Niagara or zoos, if you want to call it that, that, uh, that weren't operating because it was end of season, et cetera. But that's, that's fine. Uh, the animals were, were great, and uh, the, the kids just still get a blast. It's, if you want to just walk around, it's a long walk. You can spend a whole blooming day out there. You can take the tram around if you want, but it's still, a, uh, it's still quite, a, quite a walk, and it's fun, and the people are nice, and it's, it's still a nice spot. But the uh, season is winding down, and now, now we still do have the, what did you call the boo? Yeah, boo at the zoo. The boo at the zoo. Where kids can go and trick yeah. or treat. I'm not sure whether it's over, if they're doing it every weekend through October. Now, well, the, I would think probably there, up to Halloween. I think there's a new traffic light, right? Right outside the entrance? Yes. That's yeah. new, and I saw some people complaining about traffic backing up at the traffic light. No. But I mean, traffic was well, backing maybe in up the summertime. Out. Yeah, traffic backs up out, out front of zoos on a busy day anyway. I think uh, I think a traffic uh, traffic light there's a good idea. It's a safety issue because people you know people sneak out or cross the road or whatever. And well, they also use the uh, the field on the other side of the road as overflow parking. Yeah. So yeah. As, as parents, you know, there was no real assigned crosswalk there, and then no. you just. No, I think the, I think the more designated crosswalks or lights we have, the better. I went on a bit of a rant, uh, not online or anything, but um, I'll touch on it right now. Is I I have a message for people that will not take the extra few steps to cross at a designated crosswalk or a traffic light intersection with walk and don't walk signs etc there are so many people that cross in the middle of blocks and every day in the news we hear about pedestrians being hit 
by vehicles, when they're crossing roads or they're in places they're not supposed to be, when there's traffic. I almost, I, I could have hit a lady yesterday if I had not been watching carefully and I knew she was going to cross the road at the wrong place just at the time that I was going to turn because it was going to be a break into traffic and I coming out of the mall and I knew, I knew she was going to walk across that street and she did and I stopped and I actually rode down my window and, and, and I used a rather loud voice and I said, cross at the light. She didn't acknowledge me because I guess I was just being rude. But I didn't think I was being rude. I thought I was saving her life because one of these days she's going to set up, stand, step off a curb and somebody's going to hit her. And not only is she going to get hurt, but the person that's driving the vehicle is going to live with that the rest of their lives if they hit somebody because that's a traumatic thing to have happen. Cross at the light. Cross where it's safe. Don't be one of those, like they used to say back in the old ads, don't be a statistic. Cross at the damn light. Man. Now, on that note, Lee, I mean, yes. your son's in from British Columbia. Yes. One thing we're terrible with in Niagara is we don't stop at crosswalks. Like, the actual sign crosswalks, when there's pedestrians there, traffic just does not stop for them. No. So as much as we not say, enough. hey, cross at the crosswalk. Well, then, well then, then, then the drivers are at fault. You can't blame. If, I know, but we don't do it. If a pedestrian is crossing at a designated crosswalk, but again, you can't just step out assuming somebody's going to stop. But you can in British Columbia. You can in Florida. I mean, that's the well, law. If you're standing on it, the sidewalk about to cross, traffic has to stop, but it doesn't. They, you're taking life yeah. into your own hand crossing at a crosswalk. But you still, I don't know what's with motorists. But, but you still have to take some responsibility for your own safety. I know, but you ask, still have ask to kinda your son. Get, you still kind of have to glance. Ask your son what happens in British Columbia when somebody I live there, even, I know when somebody like. even approaches yep. Yep. a crosswalk. Everybody, everybody stops. They grind to a halt. I yeah. mean, they'll slam on their brakes. Yeah, not here. And here, like I said, you're you're literally taking life into your own hands. Yeah, crossing we're in a hurry. at a signed crosswalk. We're in, it's a hurry to go, we're in a hurry to go nowhere. Uh, all the time, we're in such a hurry to go nowhere. That's the that's the Ontario way. Uh, <laughs> It's a, it is a little bit more laid back the further west you go. Um, but, you know, you're just going to get hurt. Speaking of getting hurt, there was a, sort of a, a, a dual story, or two stories that you could mesh together. Um, this popped up over the past week. Niagara Emergency Medical Services are addressing violence toward the frontline staff. Now, we know that EMS people... Uh, with rising numbers of reported incidents of violence are have a, have a legitimate concern here against frontline staff in other words those people that respond to incidents they're taking steps to protect the safety of paramedics dispatchers and other staff frontline staff at Niagara EMS regularly face incidents of violence ie verbal abuse physical assault and or sexual harassment on the job these incidents are increasing and often go unreported presenting a significant but common challenge to the profession. In Niagara, reported incidents of violence toward the frontline staff have increased by 53% since 2018. That is a huge number. Some of the steps Niagara EMS is taking to address this issue include, obviously, collaborating with the police to develop uh, communication, or better communication, providing staff with crisis intervention 
training, encouraging and improving reporting, enhancing policies and procedures, providing wellness and resilience, building resources to frontline staff and, uh, and workers. And of course, we realize that a lot of these issues are uh, mental illness related, but that notwithstanding, it can still be serious and harmful, i.e. a situation that happened in a parking garage in Niagara. And there's the, there's the story on the left-hand side of your screen right now. So officers, uh, officers uh, attended a parking garage. I don't know why they say attended, showed up at. But, you know, attended sounds like you're going to a party or something. They attended a thing. Anyway, uh, that notwithstanding, went to a parking garage, Ontario and St. Paul Street, St. Campbell's. Arriving on the scene, they found a guy fighting and striking different people in the area. So we're talking about physical assault here. So they attempted to arrest the guy, but he resisted. Officers uh, deployed a, here's, here's like police speak, deployed a conducted energy weapon. They tasered the dude during the arrest. The officers on scene were eventually able to subdue and handcuff the guy. But when they looked into it a little bit further, the guy in custody had just out of the blue approached uh, two adult women in the parking garage and exposed his genitalia. When the women verbally expressed their anger, he punched them both. And a man and two women walking in the garage attempted to intervene. He attacked them as well. Officers arrived around this time and arrested the guy. So while, here's where we, come, here's where we tie this into the EMS story. While he was being transported by uh, EMS to hospital, uh, to, you know, have him checked over. Obviously, the guy's not right. He kicked a paramedic. The man was seen in hospital, was medically cleared. At 9.27 in the morning, he was transferred, transported to jail. Physical injuries to the victims are believed to be minor. But that's not really the point. They could just as easily have been major. So it's a 22-year-old guy of Etobicoke, arrested and charged with criminal code offenses of etc., 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 now, was there drug, mental illness involved, whatever, who knows, probably uh, of some sort. Obviously, this is not a well-adjusted human being that we're discussing here. Um, but nevertheless, that is just an example of the kind of unpredictable behavior that not only the police, who I guess that's their job by nature, but the emergency medical services people have to, have to deal with. You don't know, really, what situation you're walking or driving into until you get there. So it's worthwhile, I think, that the EMS uh, folks re-examine all policies and procedures and communication protocols with other agencies, et cetera, in Niagara, especially since you think that these incidents have increased 53% in five years. I wonder why. Uh, um, one, one would think that it would be worthwhile spending a bit of money to do some, uh, some research, or that phrase that a lot of people hate, a deeper dive, <laughs> into, uh, into why. What is, what is fueling this increase in violent behavior toward uh, law enforcement as well as medical agencies 
across Niagara. Where's it coming from? And speaking of fueling, I want to take a moment out to uh, focus on our sponsors, Gales Gas Bars Limited continues to fuel this program as they have done for a number of years and continue to do so. And we thank them very much for that. And it's, it's heading into a season where you might want to contact them if you are in, the, in need of uh, some petroleum services, be it for heat or servicing your, your properties over the course of the winter or whatever. One call will look after all of your petroleum needs. It's 905-356-4820. Gales Gas Bars Limited, and you can also contact them online and arrange for whatever services you may need. And we thank them for hanging around with us as long as they have. Also, Diverge Insurance Group, they have been with us for a long time as well. Mark Shirk, Blake, and uh, all of the staff at uh, Verge Insurance, home, auto, life insurance, whatever your insurance needs are, Verge Insurance is there to give you a hand. And when you think boats, think Hartzell Marine. They are Niagara's accredited legend boat dealer, also uh, dealing with Mercury Motor products as well. And uh, we thank um, Hartzell Marine for hanging in there uh, as well for a while. And Ace Alignments. Thank you very much to, uh, to the folks that uh, are supporting us from Ace Alignment for all of your automotive needs. Wheel alignments, brakes, suspension. If you need your uh, vehicle inspected for any reason, they can do that for you too. And uh, everybody can uh, go to Ace Alignment for anything regarding your vehicle. All right, they're on North Street in St. Catharines. Uh, and Kevin Jack uh, has had a busy, busy summer along with Brandon Scram and uh, your supporting staff at WeStream. What's, what's the latest? You're back in, uh, you're, I guess we're back into councils now in Niagara. Yeah, I was in uh, Port, uh, Port Colborne last night, yep. dealing with the issues of Port Colborne. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were back up at CFB Borden, and we're just putting pieces together. It looks like we're going to be streaming more than just the Grimsby Santa Claus Parade this year, which makes me very happy for the people of Niagara. Awesome. Um, Santa Claus Parades are just something that, without a doubt, should be streamed by municipalities to make them accessible to all. Yep. And, of course, also get a little bit of a legacy out of it as well. I mean, yeah. Uh, coming up on the, on the program today uh, at about uh, 12.40, Spencer Maves is going to join us. I mentioned this a little bit in the opening. There is a massive sporting event coming to Niagara, and this is the season when uh, golfers turn to curlers in a lot of situations. Um, as, uh, and the curlers come out of hiding after a number of months. Pinty's Grand Slam of Curling is coming to Niagara. And this is not just some local or regional uh, minor league curling hookup. This is a massive international event. Curlers from, and their team, from around the world are coming to Niagara for the Pinty's Grand Slam of Curling Championships, October 17th to the 22nd. We're gonna be talking to Spencer Maves, he's the senior director of the host committee for this event. And that brings an awful lot of revenue and dollars and people and stuff and excitement and televising. It's, just whole, it's a big deal coming to Niagara, which is, I, I think it's a pretty good get, Kevin, for a, an event like that coming, coming to our our region? Absolutely. These are the who's who of international curlings. This is yeah. not just Canadian championships. This is not Briar. I no. mean, we'll learn more when Spencer comes on. But This is uh, the whole enchilada of yeah, curling. It's, 
It's everybody. It's everybody. Very cool. Uh, GAMRU is an organization we've had on the air before. It's a Grimsby Auxiliary Marine Rescue Unit. And their fall recruitment campaign is underway right now. And we're going to talk about that organization a little bit more, find out about the recruitment uh, campaign and what they need and what they're looking for and how you can help. And it might be something that sort of pushes your buttons and gets your interest. We're going to be talking to Matt Tulk, the uh, director of membership from GAMRU, at uh, just a little after 1 o'clock today. Yeah, and I'll leave a little program update here. we got a couple of people that have hopped in the green room. Oh, of course, uh, anybody can join the show at any time. The Zoom link is right there in the description. Um, I'm going to get them lined up, but I know you wanted to do an update on this story, which turned into a tragic story with the um, the cyclist, the elder cyclist that was hit yeah. and basically, you know, left for dead there at the side of the road. It was uh, it was over in, uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and was it was it Niagara Stone Road? I'm trying to remember, but it was, yeah. Um, they're looking for witnesses anyway in the Niagara, well, they were. This was the, the story from before. Um, East-West Line, that's what it was, yeah. Near Concession 2. And you remember that the truck, the Sierra, struck the cyclist, left the scene. Tragically, the Mr. Chimerica died in hospital due to, the, due to the injuries that were sustained. And the man was in his 80s. Well, flash forward a little while and they found the truck. Authorities found the automobile. The automobile, as I remember it, had been repaired. But they still had yet to locate the owner slash operator of the vehicle. And from the last time that we met, they actually did indeed find the person and arrest the person and charge the person that was driving that vehicle. Richard Allen Moore, 37 years old of Niagara Falls, arrested and charged by detectives, charged with failing to stop after an incident causing death, criminal code, careless driving causing death, Highway Traffic Act was the uh, umbrella there. He was held in custody for a video bail hearing and uh, that was back on October the 4th, 2023. And of course, uh, Authorities want to thank anybody that had anything to do at all with uh, supplying information to law enforcement and investigators for that incident. So, unfortunately, uh, we lost a citizen here in Niagara who was out cycling. A sad story, but uh, at least we have been able to report that uh, the operator of the vehicle has been caught, charged, and uh, the legal system is moving right along uh we have uh is it is it uh, jen that we have there's some hair right there we got going on hi jen how are you can you hear me yes i can awesome jen mccready is that whom we have with us that's me <laughs> why are we speaking with you today i am on here to um, mention about a, an incredible event that we planned at Tap Brew House in Niagara Falls. Okay. It is a burlesque show uh, and Halloween party. Okay. Um, it's also a fundraiser for a new project that I, um, I've been thinking about it and dreaming about it for probably about eight years, and it's just now coming to fruition, which wow. is called Sticks and Stones. Um, yes, it's very exciting, and um, I try not to get emotional when I talk about this because it's very important to me. Um, well, it's okay. Lot of, 
<laughs> Sticks and Stones uh, is a byproduct of myself when I was young, um, who was followed home from school, who was bullied on a regular basis, was always picked on and treated awfully. Um, bullies are real. And bullies are really, unfortunately, they're out there. Yeah. Um, all ages, all it's 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 something that I've always felt something needs to be done, and the way I'm approaching it is bullies need love too. These people who are bullying other people, there's obviously something going on that's causing them to want to do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to what Sticks and Stones is about, basically, um, I have put up a form online on uh, projectsticksandstones.ca and anybody uh, with a child who is getting bullied can hop on, fill out the form and what we're going to do is plan a day where that child is completely and utterly celebrated. Um, It started with me just saying, hey, I want to, because I'm a photographer, I own Lady Luck Photography Studio. Um, It started with me wanting to do photo shoots and then from there and I'm like, you know what? What? This is going to be more than a photo shoot. This is going to be a celebration of that kid, and it's going to be bigger than just that day. Um, I'm working on everything. I jumped in with both feet, um, and I went with my heart. And my heart said, "Do this now. It needs to be done." Um, so yes, and the event that we're having on October 27th um again it's a burlesque halloween show it is a fundraiser for sticks and stones um and we have six professional burlesque dancers coming in from toronto it is all inclusive all sizes of bodies (laughs) um and it is a very people think oh why would i want to go to a burlesque show this is the most empowering show you will go to Ever, <laughs> I would say anyway. Um, but it's all about celebrating us for who who we are, um, which is the core value of what Sticks and Stones is about. So the fundraising comes from the sale of tickets then, is correct? The sale of tickets, and we're also going to have door prizes and silent auctions. We're going to have, you know, a bunch of little things throughout the night. Honestly, when I planned this burlesque show, it wasn't in... Was, I wasn't going to plan it with the fundraiser attached to it, but it kind of made me realize maybe I should do something small because I have, I've been receiving the first applications from parents and I want to do these shoots up big time and to do that, I need the funding and, you know, I can, I can do it on my own. I can, but I want to give these kids everything, the best that I can give them. Um, so all of yeah. these, these, this fund, the, the funds from the fundraiser are going toward the, your Sticks and Stones initiative. Yes, yes. Awesome. And I'm in the process of, if anybody out there can help me, um, I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's not an easy process to figure out how to register for a not-for-profit. Sorry, my bird has to get on all my calls. Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> what's, what's your bird's name? This is Lucky. Lucky? Anybody who's come to the Lady Luck studio has encountered this little nugget. <laughs> That's he's great. Little, he's a parrot. Um, but yeah, so um, I need help. I need help. 
because it's not easy to figure out all the stuff on your own. So I need somebody who, who knows how to go about getting registered as a charity okay. or uh, not for profit. Um, because I want this to be, I want this to never go away. There's lots of kids that need this. So do we so, find if, if somebody wants to reach out and help with you and work with you to, to help source the, this, this funding and make these things happen and, and do all the, like cross the T's and dot the I's and all that stuff, they, they reach you through the Sticks and Stones uh, uh, site as well? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Sticks and Stones, and they also the website is projectsticksandstones.ca. Okay. Also, Lady Luck Photography Studio page. Um, yeah, and then as far as the show goes, on October 27th, we have a like, a, we're very limited. We kept the show small, mm -hmm. and we do have some tickets left, and we're um, doing a big posting this week of all the performers and all the good things that are happening um and if anybody we're actually doing grab bags if anybody wants to include their business cards or something for their business in the bags um okay. we want to help everybody at the um, same time you know? it's october 27th and you said it's at taps yeah yeah uh, on, on queen street in niagara falls yes yeah and tickets are yeah. how much 55 dollars i'm sorry and they can Fifty-five dollars. Fifty-five. Okay. And to get them, just email um, the Lucky Cabaret at gmail .com, um, and we're doing them by email transfer. Just trying to cut the service costs and whatnot. Right. Um, because it is a smaller show. If it was more than a hundred people, it'd be different. But I'm 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 working one on one with everybody who buys a Understood. ticket. Just know them as well. How many years? Did you yourself have to undergo this bullying experience that you were talking about? Obviously, it's very, very, very close to you still. Um, how long did this go on for you? Honestly, I would say it was mostly in public school that it happened. Mm -hmm. um, I would say like grade three and on. I'm not a very confrontational person, and I still am learning how to be confident in myself. I'm um, 50 years old, and that's what my business, Lady Luck Photography Studio, is all about: is helping people see and feel their worth. And um, it's a byproduct of what happened when I was a kid. I, I it's crazy because if if you were to say to me. Would you go back in time and change it and, mm -hmm. and not have the kids bully you? I'd say no. And that's because I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be running this business and, and, and starting Sticks and Stones if I myself hadn't been in that spot. And everything happens right. for a reason. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was heavily in, like, grade four, five, six uh, was the main years yeah. right into grade eight. and. And then even high school, but mostly public school. Okay. Jen McCready, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and uh, thank you for this initiative. And uh, I know you said it's taken a long time to get it off the ground. and uh, But we're in it now, which is, uh, we're in the thick of it and the meat of it now, which is great. So it's October yeah. 27th, Taps and Niagara Falls. Sticks and Stones uh, is, your, uh, is your search engine uh, uh, watchword there, keyword. And we wish you all the best with it. And uh, thank, thank you for trying to help. 
Thank you for doing what you do. It's incredible. We yeah. all got to stick together in this. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Jen. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for clicking into the show. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Ah, yeah. Kevin, I mean, bullying is a thing that when we look back, I can, I remember being bullied by some people when I was in, when I was in school. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean because you're any, any outstanding difference. It's just sometimes you're a, an easy target for people that are just, well, bullies. And, uh, and the, uh, the sad part about it is too, when I look back, I have to confess, um, there were times when I acted like a bully against uh, or towards someone and didn't realize it at the time. But when you think back on these things, it's hard to, for, it's hard for somebody to say, oh, I never bullied anybody. I'll bet you did. I'll bet you did. Because I look back and I know I did, not, not as a, not as an ongoing lifestyle, but there were incidents I look back on and say, you know what, I, I could have been a better person when I was a kid uh, towards some people at some times. Yeah. Bang on. Uh, just to go over it again, Lee, if uh, people are interested, easy way to get in touch with Jen is theluckycabaret at gmail.com. Theluckycabaret yeah. at gmail.com. And uh, now I want to welcome Rob onto the program. Rob Burke. Uh, I believe is this gentleman's name. Am I, have I got that right, Rob? Do I have you? Yes, it is Rob Burke. How Rob are you? Rob Burke, everybody? okay. Good. Now, um, tell us why you're here today, Rob Burke. What do you want to tell us? Um, to, well, I'm here today to talk about an awesome uh, fundraiser, um, also with Mainly Niagara, and Mainly Niagara's uh, helping the event that you were just talking about, so I think okay. that's excellent. Um, I'm here to talk about another event at TAPS. It is a karaoke night for Halloween, October 13th at TAPS. It's technically free, but pay what you can or donate what you can for dogs. It's for rescue dogs. Oh. Uh, the company, yeah, the organization is Traveling Tales Rescue Canine. They do wonderful things. They travel, they get dogs, they make sure that they're put in foster and taken care of. And that's their passion and dedication. And I'm a dog person. So is Sherry from Mainly Niagara. So we're excited to try and help some rescue dogs. Uh, locally here in Niagara. All right. Now, where where are these rescue dogs? Where do they come from? Are they are they currently in like humane society facilities or what? I believe that uh, they get them from all over. Like they'll travel. They get uh, messages about dogs and whatnot. Um, I don't know the full stories of each dog, but they do have a Facebook that you can follow, and they do tell you a bit of each dog, where the dog came from, uh, breed, how old, and these are such adorable dogs doesn't matter if it's an older dog or almost a puppy or yeah. um and, and what they do is amazing i rescued my two dogs not from them but so i have a big heart for rescue dogs now you said it's traveling tales is that the name of it yeah traveling tales okay and the fundraiser or whatever funds you are able to raise um go to help them do their work i'm assuming yes because they, they always need pinches, pee pads um, certain types of food, toys, all kinds of things for these dogs. So, okay, um, and this one is at Taps as well. Yes, October thirteenth. We did it on purpose. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> okay. You can come dressed up. If you don't like dressing up and you and you love to help the dogs and and have a good time, you don't have to come dressed up. But of course, if you want to come dressed up, 
Um, I'm gonna be dressed up. I'm your MC, your host for karaoke. Um, about three months ago, I was very lucky. I was in a car accident here in Niagara. Um, I can't bend or lift, but I can still host and do things uh, for three or four hours at a time. So I'm excited and happy that I'm able to do this um, where it could have been totally backwards for me. I'm, I'm yeah, so grateful. I, I was going to say, you said you've been very lucky you were in a car accident. That doesn't sound super lucky to me. <laughs> well, I'm lucky because the way the car looked, I could have been in a wheelchair, crutches. It could have been a lot, lot worse than what it was. Guardians were watching over me or something. So I'm very thankful even more. If you know me, I'm always thankful for life and passionate, but I'm even more thankful um, for my life because it could have went totally different. You so know? this is, so life, this, is fun, this is so. your way of giving back a bit. Oh, I always love giving back. I just did a fundraiser for the music lessons. 411 Niagara, you've been excellent at getting the words out about community events, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, and then also we're going to have a special drink on the 13th, Scooby Snack, we're calling it. <laughs> and every dollar from the drink is going to go to Rescue Dogs as well. And it was popular when we did one um, before the summer. We did a Hawaiian one for Project Share, and people were buying the drinks left and right. They, they said they loved the drink. It tasted good. And every dollar from it went to Project Share. Okay, we have a, we have a notice up on uh, our screen right now, uh, Rob. Thanking uh, your sponsors, Jason Wilson Real Estate, the Niagara Herbalist, uh, MECHA Games, and uh, Niagara Dog Training uh, as well. So I just wanted to mention, get your sponsors' mentions in there. Oh, thank you for doing that. Sometimes, you know, you don't know if you're allowed to or not. That's Always. That's I really do appreciate it. You're allowed to do anything on this show as long as you keep your clothes on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I do have pants on right now. Atta boy. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. And if it wasn't, please community sponsors helping you know and uh including yourself too like for doing this uh segment today we wouldn't be able to make changes and make things happen in our community to help others and help animals and help people um we have so many unique organizations here at niagara and i'm yes, doing my best do. to get to a whole bunch of them so what is your day job i'm um if i was at work right now but due to my back um i'm actually an early child educator with the niagara region oh all right yes. Okay. And um, I'm a wedding officiant on the side too with Kathy Davison Company. Now, you know, plugging her company, uh, our company, we should say. Ooh, That's what kudos she to Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kudos for Kathy. Love Kathy. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm honored to you. sort of went over it in a hurry. Tell us more about that. About uh, the wedding? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I'm a wedding officiant. Um, I'm also getting my DJ training and everything like that. So I'm getting in the wedding field. But um, <laughs> when it comes to officiating, it's so huge in Niagara. It's like our team is growing. I'm so thankful that she took me in under her arms and her great officiants that are mentors. Um, I love what I do. And, and the weddings here in Niagara, and we go to Hamilton and so forth, it's just, it's crazy how popular it is here. All right. All right. And so that's uh, Kathy Davis and company we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for an officiant, come check out the website and she'll hook you up. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you know, um, Somebody that has been through what you've been through, and I'm assuming that it was a fairly serious automobile accident you were involved with, so you've obviously been left with a bit of a long rehab to get yourself back to back to snuff. But you got a, a hell of a great attitude, and uh, to be doing something like this, kudos to you for... I mean, a lot of people would just kind of sit back and, and do woe is me kind of stuff, but uh, it's great that uh, you've got the Thank attitude you. you do. So uh, we appreciate that we have people like you in Niagara doing this stuff. And can I can I talk one quickly about another event that's happening in Niagara Falls? Oh, uh, okay, go for it. I'll be very quick. Okay. Um, October 20th, 
at Camp Cataract, there's going to be a sing-along to the Rocky Horror Picture Show in the Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> um, we have a piano player. We've got the lyrics that are going to be in the projector. Some of us are going to be dressed up in Halloween kind of stuff. And it's going to be a really good time um, at Camp Cataract, October 20th. Tickets okay. are at www.dannytix.com. That's D-A-N-I-T-I-X.com. And it's going to be a fun time. It's it's 15 or $12, and it's just going to be a great time. Uh, with singers and performers of Niagara, plus everyone gets to sing along to those classic songs. So yeah, yeah. My, unbelievable. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Talk about having a long life of entertainment. Wow. <laughs> Rob Burke, thank you very Get much around. for joining us. Uh, good luck with your events, and uh, I appreciate the time. Thank you. There. All right. Thank take. you. Thank you to mainly Niagara. They're awesome. Thank you to mainly Niagara. All right. Yeah, that's uh, Sherry Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry Hawkins. Right. All right. So uh, thanks for uh, turning us on to, to these two people, uh, Jen and Rob and their events coming up at Taps in Niagara Falls. Uh, is this Fiddler's Poorhouse? Um, Dave McParian uh, and his bunch came up with some, uh, some pretty neat new specials that we have. These are uh, incredible deals. Look at that. Okay, so Monday, six buck margaritas. Now, as, as we go, as we get further into the, the colder weather, there's nothing going to make you feel more like you're on an island than come on coming in to have some tacos uh, and a margarita. <laughs> That's a way to feel like you're on the islands for sure. Uh, Trivia Tuesdays, obviously there's uh, there's, there's going to be some fun in the evenings there, and you've got five buck burgers to go along with that. Wing Wednesdays, scroll down there for me, Kevin, so I can see all the details. Uh, Seventy-five cent wings, ten dollar poutine. All right, so that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's next? Sorry, I know you're doing a bunch of stuff over there. Thursday is Big Daddy DJ Night. <laughs> okay, uh, at the DJ booth, right down over there uh, is where Big Daddy, I'm assuming, is going to be. Uh, half price appies from 7 to 11. Uh, Friday, Get Lit Fridays. Also DJ Night, Fish Fridays. 10 bucks, $14 for a two piece fish and chip dinner. That's cool. And of course, what would Sunday be without football? The 75 cent wings, uh, 20 buck uh, uh, PBR pitchers, and play the nachos. That's pretty cool. That's unbeatable. That's <laughs> that's quite a that deal. Could, that might actually be a typo. And no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they probably thought it through better than that. And believe me, <laughs> you have you have definitely your share of TV screens around here you won't you, you won't have a shortage of uh, football views either when you come on in for your football sunday here at fiddler's poor house whom we thank for hosting us here each and every week for niagara 411 live with lee Sterry, fueled by gales gas bars supported by virgin insurance ace alignment and hartzell marine produced and presented by we stream canada's premier streaming service and hosted by this guy, right there, right there. Yeah, all right, Lee, uh, we <laughs> want to talk about the uh, Pinty's Grand Slam yes. of curling. The championship is yes. coming up, gosh, it's like a week away now. It is the 17th well, you know it starts. We'll let, uh, we'll let Spencer tell us all the details, but want to let you know, uh, right now, Spencer, his camera's not working. Oh, no. But we can hear Spencer, so we'll bring Spencer uh, on the program. Okay, so what we have here now is a, a live audio interview about Pinty's 
Grand Slam of Curling with Spencer Mapes. Spencer, have you got us uh, audio-wise? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. How are you? Perfect. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Too bad we don't uh, we don't have your camera working. But first of all, um, this is a massive event to come to Niagara, and I don't know that a lot of people have heard about the fact that it's coming, and it's coming very, very soon. How did how did this happen? How how did this how did this come to Niagara? Uh, it's been about a two-year process. The uh, Niagara Falls Curling Club and our board of directors uh, had the great idea of hosting a larger-scale curling event in the region uh, after the Scotties was so successful in St. Catharines back in, I believe, 2017. Uh, so I, along with uh, my co-chair, Sean Ford, we were enlisted uh, to help tackle that that challenge of bringing an event, and we've worked with a great team at Sportsnet and Rogers to... Uh, to bring it here and it's starting next week so we're excited to get it ramped up now this is happening at the gale center in niagara falls yes that's correct okay so how many how many teams uh are coming and how many people does this mean and how far flung is this this is a global event if i'm not mistaken yeah so this is probably the biggest international curling event in the world especially televised it's the top 64 teams uh, internationally, so they're all based on the world curling rankings. Uh, the top 32 men's teams will compete on the men's side, and the top 32 women's teams will compete on the women's side, and it will all be broadcast on Sportsnet. Wow. Now, and this goes over five days? It's Tuesday the 17th to Sunday the 22nd. How? How do you put on an event this large with like how many sheets will you have going at the same time uh so we're fortunate enough that the uh, city of niagara falls could partner with us and give us access to two of their ice pads so we'll have eight sheets of curling going on at one time uh we're splitting the top 16 on one one side in the main bowl and the next 16 on a pad right next door now, do they have these? They have these teams in in flights or categories, or is it like a, is it um, automatic elimination? How do you go through sixty four teams in five days? That's a lot of curling. So they separate it based on world rankings. So the top sixteen men's teams and the top sixteen women's teams are in what's called the tier one event. Okay. So that's in the main bowl where the Canucks and Riverhawks play. Right. And then we'll have the next best 16 men's teams, the next best 16 women's teams on the pad next door. Uh, and they compete against their own little group of 16 in the Tier 1 and the Tier 2. And uh, then on the finals on Saturday, both Tier 1 and Tier 2 will have their finals in the main bowl. Wow. Now, when you, when you tally all this up, what is your prediction as to how many people are going to be coming into Niagara for this event? Well, we're hoping as many as possible, Lee. Um, well, yeah. There's a strong curling community uh, across Ontario and across Canada, really. We've had ticket sales from Ontario all the way across to British Columbia, out east in the Maritimes, and even tickets sold up in none of it. So hopefully lots of people from all across Canada will come. We have a lot of U.S. teams in the event, specifically recent World uh, Olympic champions, Team Schuster from the United States, so a lot of people from the States as well. 
and then hopefully some people even from across the pond in Europe and over in Asia where we have teams representing that those continents uh, hopefully they bring some fans too who are the Canadian teams to watch that will be here uh, all of the big names that you would see at the Scotties, at the Briar, other Grand Slams will all be in attendance from Brad Gushu to Rachel Holman. Um, you have John Epping in the Tier 2 side with Mike McEwen, uh, Matt Dunstone, Carrie Einerson, lots of big Canadian teams. I believe there's 13 on each side, but don't quote me on that. I could be drunk. Well, I, I was, I was going to say, if we've got um, 64 teams, from around the world. Did you say there's like 13 per team? Uh, there's 13 Canadian teams, I believe. On oh, the 13 Canadian teams. Side. Okay, so how many, if, I, if I'm part of a curling team and my entourage is coming to participate in this, I'm just trying to do the math in my mind as to the kind of financial impact that m this might have on Niagara. And it will probably be huge. Because if you've got one team in their entourage, how many people would that be just, just among the curlers themselves? Well, that's dependent. Uh, most teams are a four-person team, and then some do bring an alternate with them in case of injury, sickness, or right. just uh, to get right. some fresh legs in there. Uh, a lot of them do bring a coach as well. So just from a participant standpoint, that's about five or six per team. And then, so you, got, then you got families? Teams, that's uh, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've heard a lot of families will be coming down with Niagara being such a great place to come and uh, travel for tourists and uh, some friends that lots of people are coming to watch their family and their loved ones. So I believe we have teams from 11 different countries across the world. So that's going to be a lot of different people coming into uh, the Niagara region willing to spend some time and explore. Yeah, I'll bet our hoteliers and uh, wineries and... Uh Restaurants are excited as heck about all this stuff going on. That's a that's a big deal. Absolutely. Well, congratulations uh, to you and and the board and your committee for making this happen. And I know it was certainly quite an effort for that to for that to be done. So that is just that's that's crazy fun. Now, can you can you buy tickets? Uh, on like at the at the location uh, or do you have to go online or what's what's the best way to go about doing that so right now you can buy tickets to the full weekend to the cha uh, the full week pass championship weekend individual day or individual draws online at tickets.niagaracurling.com mm -hmm. and during the event we do have the box office running so if anyone wants to come in and buy a ticket at the gate they can do so as well awesome Wow, that's that. Congratulations again. I think that's spectacular. This is uh, for cur yes, it's big for the curling community, but it's big for Niagara in general. Spencer, um, too bad we couldn't uh, see you face to face today, but appreciate you coming on and give us, uh, giving us the information. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate uh, the awesome. platform. Yeah, have fun. We're excited. Have fun. Thank you very much. All right, Kevin, that's amazing. <laughs> I know, I know amazing is an overused word these days. Howie Mandel has sort of got a, got a corner in the world. Amazing! But no, this, it is. This it's, is amazing. It's awesome. I mean, these are the best curlers in the world. In and they're the all, world. All, all coming to Niagara. I mean, all descending there for five days. I mean, Rachel Holman, I've been watching her and her rink since uh, they were juniors. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's going 30, 35 years I've seen them on the circuit. Brad Gushu's coming. Uh, I think Kevin Cooey is going to be in the draw. I mean, these are household names in Canada. Indeed. Whether you're a curling fan or not. I mean, everybody knows who Brad Gushu is. Well, for sure. And uh, he'll be competing right down there at the Gale Center. Like you said, take a look at the website there. I think it was uh, the Grand Slam of curling.com. Um, you know, there's so many different avenues. If you just oh, search for it, it'll come up. Yeah. And there, not only can you find your tickets, but you can also find your draws. And, I mean, you can guarantee yourself. I kind of threw the schedule up there, but if you want to go see um, Brad right. Gushu, and the cool thing is if you're just uh, hanging out in Niagara Falls, there's a good chance from the 17th to the 22nd that uh, you'll see some of these curling Stop teams. Stop by, and, buy a ticket, and go in and watch a, yeah, absolutely. Watch a couple of ends. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I'll just let you know that both of my children are involved with the Niagara Falls Curling Club. I was going br- to bring that up. Uh, our daughter is starting this year. Alex did it last year, and then Ayla came to watch a lot of the times and said, you know what, I want to try it too. Uh, curling is a lot of fun. It's a very cerebral game, and it is um, extremely affordable, and the club yeah. makes it so to try and encourage young people to get involved. So yeah. um, if you're a parent of a young child and maybe you've tried a lot of what I would say is you know the traditional sports and maybe it, you haven't found a fit for your kid, uh, go down to Niagara Falls Curling Club. The winter season hasn't begun yet, and it, uh, again, it's extremely affordable. Yeah. We're down there with the kids Sundays, but of course, they have adult leagues, they have recreational leagues, they have competitive leagues. Uh, they do it all, and it's just a uh, it's a great, fun family environment. And the other thing, too, is not just it's great for the young people that want to get involved, but if you're looking for something to do in the wintertime as an adult and you're bored and you just kind of sit around waiting for the snow to melt, try it out. Because all of the all of the curling clubs uh, in the area have great programs. They're very welcoming people. Then they and it's just fun. You don't you don't really have to even know what you're doing when you go there. They'll show you what to do. <laughs> uh, it's uh, b- b- believe me. I'm I think I've curled four times in my life, uh, and I'm I'm pretty crappy at it. But all I do know is that whenever I did it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and like it's uh, it's just one of those one of those uh, sort of team building friend building something to do on a on an evening and hang out with your buddies or your friends or whatever and you do it in either couples or whatever gender really isn't an issue it's, but it's it's a great it's uh, it's fun and this the Pitti's Grand Slam of curling that is uh, huge it'll be covered worldwide not just on ESPN I'm sure there are going to be other television networks from around the world covering it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Sportsnet has probably provided the main feed, but on yeah. some of the ancillary uh, of rinks, they're going to have some streams going. So. Well, they'll have to have some interpreters, I imagine. I don't know that everybody's well, speaking I mean, English. International teams. You see Swedish teams. You see yeah. some from the Far East. So, very yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah. that's. I, I just keep trying to wrap my head around the economic impact that that has the potential to have uh, in the hospitality industry in particular, in the transportation industry, and pretty much just about everything around Niagara. That's a lot of people. Just the participants alone, notwithstanding, notwithstanding the people that come to watch the events, but the, just the people that are participating is a big impact. Absolutely. Very cool. Wow. Uh, Lee was very happy this morning on the way to school. I noticed that uh, St. Paul Street West uh, was closed between, I think, 5th and 7th, and the reports were a, um, a head-on collision. Mm. And uh, Nick reported that doesn't appear to be any serious injuries. I was oh, a little good. spooked out this morning, uh, driving the kids to school and saw that the NRP cruiser was there, blocked off the road, and usually that means something pretty serious. I know a lot of people got caught up in the one yesterday right. on uh, Victoria Avenue, Highway 24. That was closed for, um, for a length of time yesterday. And uh, speaking of kind of um, 
crime and punishment and cars. There was this uh, youth or ute, if Ute? you want. Did you say youth? Arrested at Fort Erie, and this story is just so bizarre. Oh, gosh. Here it is, yeah. On the 29th of September, NRPS uh, responded to a report of a two-vehicle collision. Now, you kind of it takes some time to connect the dots here a little bit. Well, en route to the scene, the officers learned that one of the vehicles had left the site of the collision. All right, so two vehicles, one bolt. Officers arrive on scene at Elm Street and Ridge Road North. So there's a 20-ish year old female of a, a driver of a black Jeep, Liberty. She was being treated by Niagara Emergency Medical Services. Here again, EMS is, is at play always. Uh, and personnel from the Fort Erie Fire Service. So this, this woman had serious injuries from the collision. She was transported to a local hospital. Now, during the first part of the investigation, they located a damaged green Chrysler Cirrus parked in the, in the area. The driver had taken off from the car. Officers and the canine units searched the area, didn't find the person. So five detectives were assigned to the investigation. The ongoing investigation determined that the identity of the driver, uh, they determined the identity and that the car had been stolen from a member of their family at a Fort Erie home earlier in the day. Okay, so somebody, a member of the family steals a member of the family's car in Fort Erie and, and takes off. So the suspect then later, the, the, cop, the cops are still searching for this dude. So then on October the 2nd, the suspect goes back to the house and steals a motorcycle. Now, okay, now the next day on the 3rd, the motorcycle is found, abandoned, in the middle of the street uh, near Burbank Trail and Lindbergh uh, in Fort Erie. So, also on October the 3rd, the suspect was located and arrested. Who was it? A 13-year-old. A 13-year-old male from Fort Erie arrested and charged with many offenses. Uh, Kevin, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that family. I just got I would just love to know what 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 the dynamics are in that story. That's got to, that's oh what tangled webs we weave. There's <laughs> that's that's got to be quite the story. I mean, the gall, right? He steals the car, smashes it up, runs away. Runs away. The dogs can't find him. Two or three days later, comes, comes back, back and steals another vehicle. <laughs> steals the motorbike. And you're 13 years old. Heck of a run. Well, that's laying the foundation for a nice life, isn't it? Now, what a Lee, career. If, what um, a career. If these stories don't have you thinking that you would want a career in police services, yeah, there's a great opportunity coming up this weekend. I couldn't wow. believe this when Nick posted about yeah. um, all the different forces that are going to be at Niagara College this weekend. Talk about a lot of things happening in Niagara that are bring, bringing people in from outside, and again, I think about the economic impact of this. So there is a police and security career expo, and this is something if you have, uh, if you or uh, you have offspring that are trying to think about what they're going to do with their life, here's something you should have a look at. The uh, NRPS and Niagara College have partnered again. They've done this before. 
to co-host the Niagara Police and Security Career Expo this Saturday, as Kevin mentioned, from 10 a.m. until 2. They could probably do it a lot longer, more days than that, but it's this Saturday from 10 to 2. It's at Niagara College's Daniel J. Patterson campus uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake on Taylor Road, you know, not far from the Outlet Mall and uh, White Oaks and, and that area, off, uh, off um, um, not, not Queenston, Glendale Avenue area. Okay, so police and security partners from across Niagara and all over southern Ontario will be on site promoting their career opportunities. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a cop and a cruiser. I mean, there are all sorts of different employment uh, lanes that you can take. Faculty and students from the college's Advanced Law Enforcement Investigations Program in the School of Justice and Fitness will also be in attendance. The Career Expo is free to attend, no RSVP required. People attending can learn about how to obtain positions as constables, special constables, communicators, uh, through the 911 system, civilian clerical positions, auxiliary officers, security positions, uh, police services, law enforcement and security agencies will be in attendance. Now look at this. These are all the police services uh, that, and, and corrections services, etc., that are going to be there. The Anishinaabek uh, Police Service, Barrie, Brantford, Chatham, CN Police, Correctional Services of Ontario, Guelph, Greater Sudbury. Sorry about that. Uh, Let me get you back down. There you go. Where are they? There, there we are. Halton, Hamilton, London, Niagara Parks Police, an NRPS, of course, Ontario Provincial Police, Ottawa, Peel Regional Police, Penn Centre Security, Sault Ste. Marie, Sun Retreat, Shirkston Shores Security, Toronto Police Service, Waterloo, and York Regional. All of those agencies, all of those groups are going to be represented. You can talk to them and say, wow, look at the opportunity. And it's a job fair, and obviously, these various organizations are looking, or will be at some point, looking for people in all of those, all of those areas. That's a big event. Take advantage of it, even if you know what. Even if you don't have anybody that might be initially interested in going, I think it would be kind of an informative thing to just stop by and have a look at Kevin, because there's a lot we. Most of, most of us uh, um, great unwashed public have no idea about these Yeah, but I mean, if you've ever been thinking about going into law wow. enforcement or yeah. security, or maybe you're just in your 20s and not really sure of your direction right now, it can't hurt to go down. It's free to attend. You can talk to people, find out about all the different jobs. I mean, just because you said there, I mean, look at all the different jobs that they have. Police constables, but 911 communicators, yeah. civilian clerical positions, auxiliary officers, security positions. And they're so, good organizations to work for. Yeah, it doesn't mean just because you get into policing and security that you're necessarily going to be a frontline person if that's no. not for you. But there are incredible exactly. career opportunities within all of those different jurisdictions. And, I mean, they're all going to be there in one place, and it's just down the corner. Yeah. Saturday from 10 until 2. I mean, it's a short window, four hours. And it's but free. Just pop in. Just pop in, and you can get all your questions answered. If you ever had questions, hey, how do I go about even getting my foot in the door? Well, and, here's what you do. And if you've never had occasion to be at that Niagara College branch campus, do it because it's kind of a cool place to have a look at. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah couldn't agree more. Um, All right. Lee, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, you know, you're speaking of uh, kind of policing and security, whatever. Gamru, they do incredible work here. Uh, Grimsby Auxiliary Marine Rescue Unit. Um, I'm assuming that we have Matt uh, ready to rock and roll. Uh, Matt Tulk is the uh, Director of Membership 
for Gamru. Matt, I hope I got your name right. Did I say it right? You got it correct. All right, awesome. Thanks for joining us. This is the first time we've we've had folks on from your organization before, but this is the first time we've had a chance to go face to face with you. And thanks for taking thanks for taking the time. Um, how has Gamru's year been this year? Did you have a busy summer? Uh, we had a busy year, uh, not as busy as what we've had previously. Um, our members were out on the water. They did um, over 34 rescues. Um, we still have another month left within our season. Okay. Well, I guess in one way of looking at it, a slower season is kind of a good thing. It mean, it could mean that people are being a little bit safer on the water, yeah. um, which is nice, and people are paying a little bit more attention and providing a little bit more respect to what the waters can be, especially when we see um, people that are, so many people out on the water that are enjoying paddle sports, um, you know, just the beaches that we have along the south shore of Lake Ontario, along with, um, you know, the boating activities and sea activities that um, people really do love in our, our peak months of June, July, August. So, for people that may have not seen our conversations uh, with your organization before or might not have had an opportunity to get up close and personal personal with with Gamru just give us a quick thumbnail sketch of uh, what Gamru actually actually is like what's a Gamru if somebody wants to know <laughs> yeah so Gamru is a volunteer community-based rescue organization and we um, are dedicated volunteers to provide searching and rescue services on Lake Ontario um, for the members of our community. So we've been around for over 30 years um, and we are affiliated or and an auxiliary of the Canadian Coast Guard. And a little while ago, we were talking with uh, one of your folks, Doug Mepham, and he was uh, mentioning to us that you guys were on the hunt for a training boat, uh, another, another vessel to use in training exercises, et cetera. Were you able to locate one? Absolutely. We actually had a member from Casera Search and Rescue who operate out of the St. Catharines Airport in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Okay. Um, he saw our request and he has donated a 17-foot bow rider um, that we are we are just putting into service now to operate as a training vessel that our members, when Great. they're on the water. Great. I wanted to ask that question because uh, it's nice to have a story that you bring up come full circle to find out uh, an update uh, as to what's going on. So that's that's great. Congratulations on that. So Thanks. let's get to where uh, where your rubber hits the road and <laughs> uh, or rudder hits the water, if you will. Uh, and that is your fall recruitment program. What's going on? So we're currently in the midst of our recruitment campaign. So we are looking for members of our community to provide uh, or to volunteer for um, our crew, which is um, those that are going to provide some on-call services on the water. We're also looking for some folks that may not want to be on the water, but are looking to be able to give back to the community um, in a more, what we call an administrative role. Mm -hmm. So it's helping with some of our onshore coordination for our PR events, maybe fundraising activities, um, and, and just and other um, kind of awareness campaigns that we're doing that's not always as out on the water. Anytime you've got a volunteer sort of environment, which of course yours is, the, the question might come up, okay, uh, I'm kind of interested, but I'm not sure what sort of time commitment is involved. How would you answer that question? So we let members know that they're always going to be an ambassador of our organization. So that's always 100%. However, um, from what we're asking folks from the time perspective is one day a week, 
um, through our winter training process, which is, runs January to March, where we'll train them on theory and um, search and rescue and just boat and safety. Um, and then once we get into our on-call season, we're asking for one day a week for on-call services. So that's Monday to Thursday mm-hmm. um, and one weekend a month. So the weekend will run from a Friday evening to a Sunday night or Monday morning um, that they'll be on call. But during that on call period, they'll also be going out on the water to do some uh, training activities. So they're not just waiting around at home for for that right. pager to go off. Well, that's that's fairly reasonable. I, once you get into your into your high season, one day a week, one weekend a month, that's that's pretty doable for a lot of people. Absolutely. And we have a lot of our members that are fine, that are that are able to meet that commitment and take on some additional responsibilities as well. Okay, uh, what about specific qualifications, uh, if any? Are there are there some sort of pre-qualification uh, type volunteers that you'd really like to have in the organization, or do you just train everybody from scratch? We, we really do train everybody from scratch. And one of the, one of the pieces that we'll tell people is because we don't want, we know that like when you talk about search and rescue services on the water, that people could be a little bit intimidated by, well, I don't know how to do that, so what am I going to do? Um, and one of the stories that we'll talk about, and as you talk about Doug, Doug and I um, were leading a new recruit uh, kind of training session, and we had one of our new members who went through our winter training, stood on the boat in early April and said, this is the first time I have ever been on a boat. Wow. Um, so we really kind of say anybody coming in, um, with, we'll make sure that you'll be able to get your PPOC, which is your Pleasure Craft Operating Certificate. Um, and from there, we will take the time and make sure that we're able to take you from what may be a novice or beginner boater to a skilled um, search and rescue asset over the course of a full year, where we'll be providing those classroom training sessions along with some on-water training. Um, that's, to make sure that people- that's great. So, okay, so um, so you said the training will begin for people that uh, want to volunteer now. Uh, they do so online? We'll do, the training will be done via classroom. So we'll do our classroom sessions starting in January, where we'll meet once a week at the Beamsville Legion, right. um, where we're able to provide um, some hands-on kind of training in theory. But your fall recruitment program, they do it online? They, they or, or do they call you oh. or what? In order to apply, they'll be applying online. Um, so they'll send an email to uh, membership at gamma.ca. That'll actually come directly to me. Um, we're hosting three information sessions right now, and we'll be looking to book a couple of extra ones. Those dates are November 13th, November 20th, and November 27th. And they're going to be in the Stony Creek area. Um, and if they email membership, we'll be able to provide them with more information. What about age restrictions? Do you have uh, do you have frames, uh, age frames, the age uh, groups that you're looking at? The only age restriction that we have is they must be 18 years old. Okay, all right. And how many people are you looking for? Ideally, we'd like to start the January training with over 20 new recruits. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Um, now, and you, you serve, uh, Gamaru services predominantly the south shore of, of the lake? So that's kind of what we'd say is our kind of area of service, but we could be called out to anywhere on Lake Ontario um, and, more, and more likely anywhere on western Lake Ontario. Okay. All right. And, and you're based out of, uh, is it Beamsville? 
So we actually operate out of 50 Point Marina, which is uh, right. at 50 Road in Stony Creek. So we're, we have our slip there generously donated by the Yacht Club. Okay. Um, so we've got the fall recruitment program underway. How are you for gear and equipment and boats and everything? Have you, um, have you, have you got everything you need or is there anything else you could, uh, uh, on your wish list? <laughs> we always have a wish list, um, but we are very well equipped, um, right now with equipment. Um, you know, we, as I think, you know, we're operating the one vessel now, which was fairly, it's only about three years old now. Um, so it's, it came equipped with new equipment. Um, we've received a lot of support um, through different grant, um, so through grant applications okay. um, and just the community in general. So we've, from an equipment perspective, we are, we are really well equipped to be able to make sure that we have everything that we need to be on the water. Okay. Well, um, thank you for, uh, and, and all your people at Gamru for doing what you do to help us protect ourselves from ourselves. Because uh, the, the, the last time we chatted, I know there are some pretty crazy stories that uh, you guys and gals run into on a regular basis. So um, again, thanks for helping us protect ourselves from ourselves, because that's kind of what you do. <laughs> but as we say, there's never a time that we'll leave the dock that, it, that it's ever going to be a, re, a routine rescue for our members. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Matt Talk, uh, Director of Membership for uh, the Grimsby Auxiliary Marine Rescue Unit. Thank you for being here. Good luck with your program. Let us know how it goes. And uh, come back and let us know anything you need because it's, uh, it's great work that you folks do. Thank you so much for your ongoing support, Lee, and for Niagara 411. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Great group. Great group. Now there, <laughs> uh, coming back to dry land uh, and uh, talk about uh, protecting ourselves from ourselves and strange behavior, a 16-year-old G2 driver with some friends in the vehicle. And as we've said, nothing really good happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. And here is another example of that. So. The, uh, the local constabulary uh, stopped this vehicle and investigated it because it was squealing tires and making excessive noise in the Fort Erie area uh, in the wee small hours of the morning on Saturday. And upon arriving, uh, the police discovered that this fellow was operating this vehicle in an impaired situation. Now, that's serious. I mean, drinking and driving is serious. Don't need to make light of it. But sometimes, um, you know, people make really bad decisions, which is the big problem with being impaired, is your decision-making process is certainly uh, not what it should be. He, of course, was operating the vehicle with excessive 80 milligrams of blood alcohol concentration, uh, had the immediate 90-day license suspension and a seven-day vehicle impoundment. And, of course, there will be uh, further ramifications uh, down the road as this case plays out. But one would like to think that if you know that you've been drinking, that it's probably a bad idea to be making noise and squealing tires and drawing attention to yourself at the same time. Hence bad decision making and there goes <laughs> there goes the car um, 
And thank goodness that there was that there was no one hurt. Another event that's happening as we speak is the online auction for the Niagara Children's Center, and this is also going to be in, in tandem with the upcoming 2023 Superhero Run. So this is the Superhero Run auction that is happening online right now, all in aid of uh, just a wonderful organization. They do such good work, the Niagara Children's Center. Um, we've had a lot to do with them over over the years, both Kevin and I, through uh, our media associations and other things, but it's just uh, just an incredible bunch of people and just wonderful work that they do. So the online auction, uh, all the items you can view on online right there. Just go to Niagara Children's Center. You'll uh, Google it and you'll find it. All sorts of uh, super items that are up for grabs. Kevin, I, I mentioned this to you before we went to air. I think the online auctions have been around for quite some time, but I think it's probably one of the one of the most effective kind of fundraisers that you can that you can put on. If you've got the right software for it and and people can do it easily and this is one of those cases. Just a great way to raise uh, to raise funds. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff there, so take a look. I mean, there you go. The Chip and Charlie's is sold, but, I mean, here's a CAA Niagara basic membership. So if these are things that you do on a on an annual basis, hey, yeah. why don't you support a local charity and uh, while, while you're at it? And the Superhero Run is uh, this Saturday, the 14th, right? I think so, yeah. I believe it's a Saturday at Brock University. Yeah, Brock University. Yeah. Let's see. The Superhero Run. On the Children's Center site here. I yeah, there you go. It. On Saturday. Yeah, there it is. Saturday the 14th. Yeah, yeah. Seven days away. Out of the Brock University uh, site. And that's that's a fun event. Kids, everybody gets dressed up and runs the obstacle course or the route that they have mapped out. And you can uh, you can sponsor your favorite runner and donate and all that stuff. There you go. What are some of the stuff they're doing? Axe throwing. Oh, oh. yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to be the target for an axe-throwing three-year-old. It's a bocce. <laughs> oh, God. Some archery you can try out. Yeah. Mini pot. Boxes. Uh, that just sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, boxes. It's Say just, no more. It's just a... Well, it looks like we're making a box tower there. A cone smash. I like it already. <laughs> of course, the obstacle course. Yeah. Battle bags. What Dance a great party. day. What a great day. And some baseball. All up there at Brock. Yeah, this Saturday. Check it out. And uh, check the check the auction items out online as well. Kevin, I want to take a moment out to thank our sponsors uh, once again. And one of the things that just kind of warms the cockles of your heart, as they say, is the fact that so many Niagara companies reach out to us um, and... And, and enjoy being a part of the program. Uh, whether it's just for an interview or whether they want to advertise in Niagara 411 itself or be a part of this Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry and the people that, uh, and we keep our sponsors limited so that uh, we don't end up looking like a NASCAR race and the fact that you got patches and logos all over the place. We try to keep our sponsors limited and we have done so, limited them to, to four. And uh, whenever there's an opportunity, by all means, uh, if somebody drops off the page or wants to do something different with their business, uh, we'll let you know uh, when there's availability for that. Gale's Gas Bars is our premier sponsor, and they've been fueling this program as they have been fueling Niagara for well over the last 50 years, and I'm certainly more than, certain more than 50 
to come for all of your petroleum needs, be it fuel oil, be it whatever is required, um, heating oil, et cetera, et cetera. And their busy season is about to begin on that as well because their trucks go places <laughs> through the snow and in the wintertime around Niagara, you would not believe. Uh, you might want to check them out for um, employment opportunities as well. I know I saw um, an, an ad from them up on Facebook, a post where they were looking for qualified uh, truck drivers, or a driver at least. So you might want to check them out uh, uh, from time to time on their site to see if there's anything available from an employment perspective as well, because they're uh, uh, one of Niagara's great, solid employers. Gales Gaspars Limited, thank you for being a part of this program. We really do appreciate it. Jessica Friesen and her crew, her crew do, uh, do great work. Uh, Mark Shirk, Blake Shirk, uh, Verge Insurance Limited is another born and bred Niagara company. And, and that's fairly important to us because uh, as are we, that's, that's what we do. And sometimes we dip our toe in stories that uh, impact areas outside the Niagara region, but there's always a connection and that's why we're here to, uh, to serve and inform if possible the people that uh, live, work, and play here in Niagara. Verge Insurance Brokers Limited, one of those companies. Home, car, life insurance, for any of your insurance needs, they'll figure it out for you. Also, uh, Ace Alignment, for all of your automotive needs, uh, they are on North Street in St. Catharines. Um, Janice uh, Pretty and her gang, they just uh, came on board, oh, I don't know, Kevin, a month, two months, two months ago, something like that? and uh, or more i lose track of the time but we thank them so much for being here they've been in niagara for many 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 years specializing in wheel alignments and brakes and suspensions they're a motor vehicle inspection uh mto location if that's your need etc so stop by and see the folks at ace alignment and they'll look after your vehicle no questions asked at all at all they do it all uh, and also Hartzell Marine, uh, Dave DeGrave at Hartzell Marine uh, and Auto Service uh, in, in Thorold on Ormond Street. Thank you for being a part of the program as well. When you think boats, think Hartzell Marine. That's be uh, about all you have to think about here in Niagara. Um, Niagara's only certified legend boat dealer as well, Hartzell Marine. So thank you for being here. Also, I'd like to thank um, uh, Kevin Neufeld again for... Um, Keeping, uh, keeping my dome covered uh, safe, safely all four seasons. Beau Chapeau Hat Shop on Queen Street, right downtown Niagara-on-the-Lake. Busy, busy year for all of the stores in Niagara-on-the-Lake, as it always is uh, in the summertime. Oh, Anytime you display. might find like 10,000 hats in stock. You want a you Raiders of the Lost Ark hat? They got them. You want any kind of... You want a Sherlock Holmes hat? They got it. There you go. The <laughs> fedora is there. And the cool thing, too, uh, and I want to get Kevin on here to talk about this, uh, Kevin, sometime in the not-too-distant future, because uh, I don't think we've talked to them since the hat repair and restoration section of their business has opened up. They bought probably the last uh, bunch of equipment from a hat shop in... Uh, Hamilton that closed. Uh, there you go. Hats cleaned and reblocked, refinished. So um, that's kind of a neat part of their business that har hardly anybody in the country does anymore because we live in a disposable society. Oh, you just throw it out, buy a new hat. Well, 
Uh, there are some pretty classic uh, dome covers, chateaus uh, out there that might have been in the family for years and you'd like to get it rejuvenated. You can do that now, right here in Niagara. Beau Chapeau Hat Shop, check him out. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, Lee, I want to introduce you to uh, this guy as we, uh, as we wrap up the show. Evan Rotella is a local musician and kind of tells the story here. EJ began his musical journey at the age of two when he picked up a plastic microphone. And uh, I've worked with Evan and he just released a new album. Awesome. Happy to be here. And as you see, it's out there. People are picking up their copies of, uh, of yeah. his CDs. He kind of cool. makes the rounds. There you go. This guy's happy. Um, and his title track there, Happy to Be Here, uh, he performed it at Big Texas down in Niagara Falls maybe two or three weeks ago. All right. And we're going to share just a part of that live performance. They just captured it on a cell phone. Terrific. But hey, live performance of his uh, title track from his new album, Happy to Be Here, and a good Niagara guy. And there you go. If you want to see him, where is he going to be? Uh, there's October lineup. So... The seventh wow. has passed, but this Friday, songwriters in the round, uh, source taping, Regency on Wednesday the eighteenth, Bridgewater Brewery, which is uh, that's the new uh, the new brew pub in Welland. Okay. Uh, the International Marathon, Regency again, and Light of Day Canada. Oh, so great! So a lot of dates for Evan coming up, and again we'll share that live performance of the title track of Happy to Be Here coming up in just a moment. All right, look forward to that, uh, Evan Rutella. Thanks, Kevin, for digging that up for us. Uh, we always uh, like to have a Niagara connected music musical act play us off the stage uh, as they say and it's just about time for us to exit stage left and uh, let you get on with your day listen to Evan uh, enjoy the music and get toward your weekend hope you all had a fabulous Thanksgiving weekend we do have a lot to be thankful for here in Niagara and one of those things is uh, is the weather uh, we can't imagine what it would be like to live in some of the areas on the planet that have the terribly extreme conditions that some of them have the hurricanes and the the floods and the earthquakes the, the most recent earthquake in Afghanistan that we heard about and some of yeah we got we got some uh, violent storms but nothing of that earth-shattering life-threatening level that we see every day around the around the planet we're very lucky to be where we are. Um, so, glad to have you with us here on Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And um, our thoughts uh, and prayers to all those involved in the conflict in, uh, in Gaza. Terrible things uh, happening around the world. Uh, make sure that you stay safe. And thanks for being here. Uh, again, uh, Gales, Ace Alignment, uh, Thank you for helping us out, Hearts of Marine and Verge Insurance. Um, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks as well. All right, Evan Rotella going to play us off the stage here. Happy days here from Fiddler's Poorhouse. Uh, but I started just messing around with the boogie-doogie. And uh, I just started saying words on the page. And uh, this is called Wasting My Life Away. <laughs>
give it up over here, the lead singer, lead guitarist of one of my favorite bands. They got a record out. It's not exactly new anymore, but it's amazing. It's Peggy and her ongoing Adventures in Wonderland. It's a mouthful. One of my favorites, of course, from an air on the guitar. is uh, somebody who I have unbelievable respect for and I look up to uh, to an insane degree. Uh, he's a huge reason. Most of the reason this album's here. He's, shit, he helped me write this music a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I would've been able to write the music too much without him. He's unbelievable. All those bass lines that you're sitting there going, oh, when you're listening to the record, you go, holy shit, that's good. That's Miles Rogers, the bass player from the Somebody who took me under his wing throughout this whole process. He taught me quite a bit. I am unbelievably grateful for how great he treated me, how comfortable he made me in a studio and made me feel at home. Um, we love him in Club Rotella. He's one of our favorites. He is hard-hitting Mark Rogers from LMT Connection. Give it up for Mark Rogers. He's a man. We've been together in an all-star band. And I can't believe that they agreed to come out and hang out with me. Some of the coolest individuals you're gonna see. And I am Evan Rotella, I wrote this album. You know my name, hopefully. And uh, I wrote this record, it's called Happy to Be Here, and I am insanely grateful that you guys all showed up to hang out with us. So thank you guys for coming out. Yeah.